Welcome to Fear and Greed, The Week Ahead. I'm Jennifer Duke, and I'm joined by economist Stephen Kukoulis. You'll find him at thekook.com, T-H-E-K-O-U-K.com, and on X using the handle The Kook. Stephen, good morning. And a very good morning to you, Jen. Lovely to see you. Thank you very much. I'm, I listen to these all the time, and I'm very pleased to be speaking to you in Sean's absence. Wonderful. <laughs> so, firstly, last week, there was a lot of bank data about. We had ANZ job ads, Snap business conditions, Westpac consumer sentiment, and then US CPI right at the end of the week. Can you talk us through it a little bit? Yeah, it was an interesting week. Consumer sentiment remained gloomy. There was no significant change in an index basis. It remains around 80 points. And remembering that the index at 100 is sort of where we've got enough optimists and pessimists cancelling each other out. So uh, the fact that we're at 80 means that we're you know 20 points below neutral. So consumers remaining glum, cost of living pressures, interest rate pressures on their mortgage repayments, higher rents. You, you can see why consumers are gloomy. And that usually feeds into softer retail spending, which of course we've seen. Business conditions, they were quite resilient. And in fact, it wasn't necessarily the business conditions, uh, business confidence type numbers. It was some of the subsets of the data that were interesting. You know, prices paid, some of the labour costs results from the survey were ticking back up. So we'd had six or nine months where prices paid and costs were all going down. There was an uptick there. So again, one month, we don't want to get too excited. But nonetheless, if this is a change of trend, then maybe we just need a bit more caution about being, you know, declaring victory over the lower inflation rate anyway. That's very interesting. Does that kind of tie into what's going on in the US, do you think? Yes, indeed. We saw the US CPI numbers last week, late last week, and they were actually pretty much on expectations, both core and the headline month-on-month CPI was 0.2%. In fact, some people who look at the second decimal points said that they were you know, 0.17 and 0.16. So they're actually a little bit below 0.2 if you want to be an optimist. But basically, <laughs> it's confirming the trend down in inflation. It's being locked in. Uh, it probably gives the Fed pause for thought for a moment. Have they done enough? And you know, as we know, there are long and variable lags in interest rate settings and their impact on, on the economy. Market consensus is that the Fed's on hold for a while now, and these inflation numbers confirm that. And we've obviously got a bit of a big week coming up. There's some wage price index, labour force data out from the ABS. And also the RBA, I think, has some minutes. What should we be expecting, do you think? Look, the, the minutes from the RBA board meeting in August, will that's the, that's the meeting they held rates steady for a second straight month. And from what we've heard, it, you know, it was a line ball decision on whether they should hike or keep them steady. So it'll be interesting to see what weight they're putting on our own inflation data, what they're seeing in the labour market, that wage price spiral that they talk about. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, well, that gets to the very point of your your next observation that we do have these wage numbers coming out uh, during this week, the wage price index. Market consensus is for a rise of about, just under 1% for the quarter on quarter. The annual figure approaches 4%, just a little bit below actually. So any upside to those wage numbers will be greeted with a bit of concern from the RBA, I'm sure. But I suppose it says any downside, then I suppose we can kiss the wage price spiral argument goodbye, I think, because we've had a very tight tight labour market for the last year or two. And which brings us to the, you know, on Thursday, we get the uh, labour force numbers. Employment's been lovely and resilient. You know, we've been averaging, you know, 30, 35,000 jobs per month, you know, getting aside of the uh, month-on-month volatility. That's about the level of the growth in the labour force, the working age population. So that's why the unemployment rate's been steady at a lovely three and a half percent. Again, 
any deviation from what's a really good set of labour force numbers. You know, we tend to be a bit gloomy about the economy, as we were saying before. You know, one of the legacies that we've got now is, is basically something close to full employment, and that's got to be a good thing. Will it continue? It seems unlikely with the economy slowing down. Fingers crossed, though, that we don't have too much of a hard landing. I feel like soft landing is the term that we need to ditch after the next few years. <laughs> it, it does. And I think, look, the economy is slowing down. It had to. We've got to just put that into context. So, you know, where we were a year ago, the economy was really strong. As the lockdowns ended, we all came out and spent money. We had decent savings. And, well, until May last year, interest rates were still incredibly low. And, uh, mm. and, and so we had to have a slowdown. We're having that right now. And the question is, is you know, what's the trajectory for that slowing? Is it towards that? hard landing, soft landing, you know, the data this week will sort of put a bit more uh, flesh on those bones. Thank you very much, Stephen. Have a great week. Thanks, Jen. You too. That was economist Stephen Kukoulis, better known as The Kook. You can find him at thekook.com and follow him on X using the handle The Kook. I'm Jennifer Duke, economics correspondent at Capital Brief, and filling in for Sean Elmer while he's on holiday. And this is Fear and Greed, The Week Ahead. <laughs> <laughs> 